Hey guys, it's me Ishita and today I'll be reading chapter number 7 of Matilda. That is, the name of the chapter is Miss Honey. So now let's get started. Miss Honey, Matilda was a little late in starting school. Most children begin primary school at 5 or even just before. But Matilda's parents, who weren't very concerned one way or the other about their daughter's education, had forgotten to make the proper arrangements in advance. She was five and a half when she entered school for the first time. The village school for younger children was a bleak brick building called the Chrunchem Hall Primary School. It was about 250 pupils aged from 5 to just under 12 years old. The head teacher, the boss, the supreme commander of this establishment was a formidable middle-aged lady whose name was Miss Trunchbull. Naturally, Matilda was put in the bottom class where there were 18 other boys and girls about the same age as her. Their teacher was called Miss Honey and she could not have been more than 23 or 24 years old. She had a lovely pale oval Madonna face with blue eyes and her hair was light brown. Her body was so slim and fragile one got the feeling that if she fell over she would smash into thousand pieces like a porcelain figure. Miss Jennifer Honey was a mild and quiet person who never raised her voice and was seldom seen to smile, but there was no doubt she possessed that rare gift of being adored by every small child under her care. She seemed to understand totally the bewilderment and fear that so often overwhelmed young children who for the first time in their lives have herded into the class and told to obey orders. Most curious warmth was the most tangible shown out of Miss Honey's face when she spoke to a confused and homesick new corner to the class. Miss Trunchbull, the headmistress, was something else altogether. She was a gigantic holy terror, a fierce trima- trinacial monster who frightened the life out of the pupils and the teachers alike. There was an aura of menace about her even at a distance and when she came up close, he could almost feel the dangerous heat radiating from her as a form of a red hot rod of metal. When she marched, Miss Trench will never walk. She always marched like a strong trooper with a long strides and arms a swinging. When she marched, Along a corridor, you could actually hear the snorting as she went, and if a group of children happened to be on her path, she plowed right on through them like a tank, with small people bouncing off to her left and right. Thank goodness they don't, we don't meet any people like her in this world. Although they do exist, and all of us are likely to come across at least one of them in our lifetime. If you ever do, you should behave as you would if meet an enraged rhinoceros out in the bush, climb up the nearest tree and stay there until it has gone away. This woman, in all her insensitities and her appearance, is almost impossible to describe, but I shall make some attempt to do so or a little later on. Let us leave her for the moment and go back to Matilda on a first day in Miss Honey's class. After the usual business of going through all the names of children, Miss Honey handed out a brand new exercise book to each pupil.
You all have all brought your own pencils, I hope, she said. Yes, Miss Honey, they chanted. Good. Now, this is the very first day of your school for each one year. It is the beginning of at least 11 long years of schooling that all of you are going to have to go through. And six of those years will spend right here at Trunchem Hall, where, as you know, your headmistress is Trunchbull. Let me know your own good tell you something about Miss Trunchbull. She insists upon strict discipline throughout the school, and if you make take any advice, you will never do your you do your you will do your very best to behave yourself in her presence. Never argue with her. Never answer her back. Always do as she says. If you get the wrong side of Miss Trunchbull, she can liquidize you like a carrot in a kitchen blender. It's nothing to laugh about, Lavender. Take that grin off your face. All of you will be wise to remember Mr. Trunchbull deals very, very severely with anyone who gets out of line in the school. Have you got the message? Yes, Miss Honey, chirped 18 eager little voices. I myself, Miss Honey wants, want to help you to learn as much as possible while are you in this class. That is because I know it will make things easier for you later on. For example, by the end of this week, I shall accept every one of you to know two times table by heart. In a year's time, I hope you will all know the multiplication tables up to 12. It will help you enormously if you do. Now then, do any of you will happen to learn the two times table already? Matilda put her hand up. She was the only one. Miss Honey looked carefully at the tiny girl with dark hair and a round, serious face sitting in the second row. Wonderful! Please stand up and recite as much of it as you can. Matilda stood up and began to say the two times table. When she got to twice twelve is twenty-four, she didn't stop. She went twice twelve is twenty-four, she didn't stop. She went right on the thrice thirteen is twenty-six. Twice 14 is 28, twice 15 is 30, twice 16 is... Stop! Mrs. Anisha, she has been listening slightly splendid to this smooth recital. And now she said, how far can you go? How far? I Well, I really don't know, Miss Honey. For a quite long way, I think. Miss Honey took a few moments to let his curious statement sink in. You mean that you could... Tell me what 2 times 28 is? Yes. What is it? 56, Miss Honey. What about something much harder like 2 times 487? Could you tell me that? I think so, yes, Matilda said. Are you sure? Why, yes, Miss Honey, I'm fairly sure. What it is then? 2 times 487. 974, Matilda said immediately. She spoke quietly and politely and without any sign of showing off. Miss Honey gazed at Matilda with absolute amazement. But next was she saw she kept her voice level. That is really splendid, she said. But of course, multiplying it by two is a lot easier than some of bigger numbers. How about another multiplication tables? Do you know any of these? I think so, Miss Honey. I think I do. Which ones, Matilda? How far have you got? I I quite don't know, Matilda said. I don't know what you mean. I What I mean is you to do, for instance, know the three times table. 
Yes, Miss Honey. And four times. Yes, Miss Honey. Well, how many do you know, Matilda? Do you know all the way up to the twelve times table? Yes, ma'am. What are the twelve seven? Eighty-four, Matilda said. Miss Honey paused and leaned back in her chair behind the plain table that stood in the middle of floor in front of the class. She was considerably shaken by this exchange but took care not to show it. She had never came across a five-year-old before or indeed a ten-year-old who could multiply with such facility. I hope the rest of you are listening to this, she said to the class. Matilda is a very lucky girl. She has wonderful parents who had already taught her to multiply lots of number. Was it your mother, Matilda, who taught you? No, Miss Honey, it wasn't. You must have a great father, then. He must be a brilliant teacher. No, Miss Honey, Matilda said quietly. My father doesn't teach me. You mean you know yourself? I don't know quite. Said It's just that I don't find it very difficult to multiply one number by another. Miss Honey took a deep breath and let it out slowly. She looked again at the small girl with bright eyes standing beside her desk so sensibly and solemn. You say you didn't find it difficult to multiply one number by another, Miss Honey said. Could you try to explain that a little bit? Oh dear, Matilda said. I'm not really sure. Miss Honey said. The class was silent, all listening. For instance, Miss Honey said, If I ask you to multiply 14 by 19, no, that's too difficult. It's 266, Matilda said softly. Miss Honey started at her. Then she picked up a pencil and quickly worked out the sum on a piece of paper. What do you say it was? 266, Matilda said. Miss Honey put on her pencil and removed her spectacles and began to polish the lenses with a piece of tissue. The class remained quiet, watching her and waiting for what was coming next. Matilda was still standing up beside her desk. Now tell me, Matilda. Miss Honey said, still polishing, trying to tell me what exactly what goes on your head when you multiply like that to do. You obviously have to work it out in some way, but you seemed able to write the answer almost instantly. Take the one which you just, 14 multiplied by 19. I, I, I just simply put the 14 down in my head and multiplied by 19, Matilda said. I am afraid I don't know how else to explain it. I've always said to myself that if it's a little pocket calculator, can you do? Why shouldn't I? Why not indeed? Miss Honey said, the human brain is an amazing thing. I think it's a lot better than a lump of metal, Matilda said. That's all a calculator is. How right you are, Miss Honey said. Pocket calculators are not allowed in the school anyway. Miss Honey was feeling quite quivery. There was no doubt in her mind that she met a truly extraordinary mathematical brain and works like a child genius. And prodigy went flitting through her head. She knew that these sorts of wonders do pop in the world from time to time, but only once or twice in a hundred years. After all, Mozart was only five when he started couple posing for piano and look what happened to him. It's not fair, Lavender said. How can she do it and we can't? Don't worry, Lavender. You'll soon to catch up, Miss Honey said, lying through her tweet. At this point, Miss Honey could not resist the temptation of exploring still further the mind of this astonishing child.
She knew that she ought to be paying some attention to the rest of the class, but she was altogether too excited to let the matter rest. Well, she said, pretending to address the whole class, let's have some sums for a moment and see if any of you have begun to learn the spell. Hands up anyone who can spell cat. Three hands went up. They belong to Lavender, a small boy called Nigel, and to Matilda. Spell cat, Nigel. Nigel spelled it. Miss Hanina decided to ask a question that normally would not have dreamed of asking the class on the first day. I wonder, she said, whether any of you three who know the spelling of cat have learned how to read a whole group of words when they are strung together in a sentence. I have, Nigel said. So I have, Lavender said. Miss Honey went to the blackboard and wrote with a white chalk the sentence. I've already began to learn how to read long sentences. She had purposely made it difficult and she knew there were precious few five-year-olds around who would be able to manage it. Can you tell me what that says, Nigel? She asked. That's too hard. Nigel said. Lavender, the first word is I, the lavender said. Can any of you read the whole sentence? Miss Honey asked, waiting for the yes that she felt uncertain was going to come from Matilda. Yes, Matilda said. Go ahead, Miss Honey said. Matilda read the sentence without any hesitation at all. That really is very good indeed, Matilda said, making the understatement of her life. How much can you read, Matilda? I think I can read most things, Honey. Miss Honey, Matilda said, although I'm afraid I can't always understand the meanings. Miss Honey got to her feet and walked smartly out of the room, but was back in 30 seconds carrying a thick book. She opened it at random and placed it on Matilda's desk. This is a book of humorous poetry, she said. See if you can read that one aloud. Smoothly, without a pause, and at a nice speed, Matilda began to read. An epicure dining at crew found a rather large mouse in a stew. Cried the waiter, don't shout and wave it about or the rest will be wanting one too. Several children saw the funny side of the ream and laughed. Miss Honey said, do you know what an epicure is, Matilda? It is someone who is dainty and he is eating. Matilda said, that's correct, Miss Honey said. And do you know what happened to know what kind of particular type of poetry is called it is called a limerick matilda said that's a lovely one it's so funny it's a famous one miss honey said picking up the book and returning to her table in the front of the class a witty limerick is very hard to write she added they look easy but they almost certainly none i know matilda said i have read tried quite a few times but mine are never any good you have have you Miss Honey said, more startled than ever. Well, Matilda, I would very much like to hear one of these limericks if you say you have written. Could you remember, try to remember one of us? Well, Matilda said, hesitating, I've actually been trying to make up one about you, Miss Honey, while you have been sitting here. About me? Miss Honey cried. Well, we have certainly got to hear that one, haven't we? I don't think I want to say it, Miss Honey. Please tell us. Miss Honey said, I promise I won't mind. I think you will, Miss Honey, because I have to use your first name to make things rhyme and that's why I don't want to say it. How do you know my first name? Miss Honey strutted. I heard another teacher calling you by just before we came in. She called you Ginny. I insist upon hearing this limerick. Limerick, Miss Honey said, smiling one of her rare smiles. Stand up and recite it.
Reluctantly, Matilda stood up and very slowly, very nervously, she recited the limerick. The thing we all about ask about Jenny is surely there cannot be many young girls in the place with so lovely a face. The answer is that too. Not any. The whole of the Miss Honey's pale and pleasant face blushed with a brilliant scarlet. Then once again she smiled. It was much broader than this time, a smile of pure pleasure. Why, thank you, Matilda, she sat, still smiling. Although it's not true, it is a very good limerick. Oh dear, oh dear, I must try to remember that one. From third row of desk, Lavender said. It's good, I like it. It's true as well, a small boy called Rupert said. Of course it's true, Nigel said. Already the whole class had begun to warm towards Miss Honey, although as yet she had hardly taken any notice of any one of them except Matilda. Who taught you to read, Matilda? Miss Honey asked. I just sort of taught myself, Miss Honey. And have you read any books all by yourself? Any children more? I have read all the ones that are in the public library in the high street, Miss Honey. And do you like them? I like some of them which are... Very much indeed, Matilda said, but I find others were fairly dull. Tell me one you liked. I like the lion, the witch and the wardrobe, Matilda said. I think Mr. C.S. Lewis is a very good writer, but he has one failing. There's no funny bits in his book. You are right there. There aren't many funny bits in Mr. Tolkien's either, Matilda said. Do you think that all children's books ought to have funny bits in them? I do. Children are not so serious as grown-ups and they love to laugh. Miss Honey was astounded by the wisdom of this tiny girl. She said, And what you are going to do now you have read all the children's book? I am reading other books. I borrow them from the library. Miss Phillips is very kind to me. She helps me to choose them. Miss Honey was leaning far forward over her work table and gazing in wonder at the child. She had completely forgotten now about the rest of the class. What other books? She murmured. I'm very fond of Charles Dickens, Matilda said. He makes me laugh a lot. Especially Mr. Pickwick. At the moment, the bell in the corridor sounded for the end of the class. So guys, this was the end of the chapter and oh my god, this is, was a really long chapter. It took 18 minutes of time, but I think you'll surely like it and this book is really good. You see how Matilda is super genius. She's a human calculator. She knows how to read at the age of five and a half. So stay tuned and don't forget to follow and send me voice messages as well. And yes... If you haven't checked out my other books of Matilda, check it out. They are just below this video and if you see them, they are awfully wonderful. So till then, take care and bye-bye. I'll see you tomorrow.